someone's always going to be better than you at what you do. Someone's always going to be prettier than you. Someone's always going to be more successful than you. Someone's always going to have X, Y, and Z that's better than you. And you can use that as an opportunity to get insecure or like hate that person or hate that thing. Or you can use it as an opportunity to grow and learn from those people and like look to those people and look at it almost as inspiration of like where you want to go or where you want to be next. And so I think it's just a mindset switch also, because I follow so many people that are doing the things that I love and want to do, but like on a scale of a thousand compared to what I'm doing. And I'm like, okay, I can look at that. And if I'm in a bad headspace, that can make me feel small. But if I know who I am and I know my identity, then like, that can motivate the heck out of me. A dream can be anything. Whether yours is to start a business, be in a healthy relationship, pursue your dream career, or to get right spiritually, every week the Dream Check podcast brings you tips, tricks, and real-life insight from people who are living their dreams to the fullest. I'm Nicole Ivanoff, an established international wedding photographer and wife. Like you, I have so many dreams, some of which I've lived out and others I'm still pursuing daily. I'm a girl from suburban Detroit who's made her way out to LA, and although I'm no guru, I have a heart to show you that if I, or anyone who comes on this podcast can do it, so can you. Welcome to the show, time to check in. What's up, friends, and welcome back for another episode on the Dream Check Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Ivanoff. If you are new to the show, I always like to say welcome and thank you for listening. And if you are a regular listener, you already know that I love you. And thank you so much for always tuning in and supporting the show. Today is going to be really cool. It's been a highly requested topic to talk about. And my friend Taylor Hayden is coming on to talk about modesty with us today. Taylor is a model. She's a photographer. She's a content creator. She and her husband own a coffee and donut shop together. She literally is a jack of all trades. She's so beautiful inside and out. And I couldn't think of anyone better to talk on this topic with. So yeah, we dive real deep into modesty as a Christian. Taylor shares her own personal experience with it. Um, We talk about the biggest lie religion tells us about modesty versus what God says about it. How the outward is just a symptom of what's going on on the inside. I don't want to share too much because honestly, we go so deep and it's like it goes all over the place because modesty is such an interesting topic and we had so many thoughts and opinions on it. So you'll just have to listen to the full episode to find out. But not only do we talk about modesty, we also we also just talk about where your identity is. Is it in Christ? Is it in the world? And how to like fall in love with who God created you to be and so many other little gems. So I'm so excited for this episode. Let's welcome Taylor to the show. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I am so excited, as you know, to talk on this topic today. I feel like I've been not pestering you, but like keep texting you like, oh my gosh, because you've been traveling and I've been traveling. And I'm like, yeah, I want to do this episode. This topic is like so highly like requested. And even like I just did like a little post like, oh, recording a topic on modesty with Taylor and I've already had like three girls like oh my god can't wait for this one yay because it is such like a 
not talked about. I don't know. For me, it's weird because I didn't grow up in the church, so I don't have this like trauma mm-hmm. attached to like modesty. Yeah. But I do have my own like weirdness with it, I guess. So totally. Before we like dive in, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? If you want to share some of your testimony, I think that would be cool too. Yeah. Well, my name's Taylor Hayden, and before I go deep into the testimony, I guess I'll just share a little bit about me now. My husband and I, I'm married, been married for five years. It's been really amazing. We actually dated for seven years before we were married, so he's kind of a part of my testimony. I didn't know that. Yeah, so we've been together for almost a decade, actually over a decade, so yeah. Wow. Kind of crazy, but... um. Yeah, so I'm married. I live in California, San Diego County. Um, I didn't grow up here, though. I grew up in Indiana. Super strong Midwest roots, so love that. We both got that. Yeah, I know. I love it's it. honestly great. It was a great place to grow up. Yes, agreed. But stoked to get out and kind of do my own thing. But but yeah, so um, I guess starting off, like I grew up in the Midwest, like I said. I kind of grew up Methodist, which is interesting. Um, The Methodist church that I was a part of, this is probably like little, little, like young, six, seven, eight, nine, ten type of grades. So yeah, I grew up Methodist and it was very just like be quiet, sit in the pew, like don't talk and you get a donut ball at the end type of church. (laughs) So that's kind of how I I grew up. I love a donut ball. (laughs) Yeah. So not like totally like knowing who Jesus is. Um, but I did like go to church every Sunday. My grandpa and my grandma were Christians and my grandpa and grandma are solid. So they've had a major influence in my life. But my mom and dad also just like, they like believe in the Lord, but I don't know. It's like tricky. So I think I've always looked to my grandpa as like a spiritual leader and he loved going to church. So like, I always wanted to do that, even though I didn't really know why or have a reason Mm -hmm. but then comes like middle school just like good kid good grades didn't really do anything stupid I did competitive cheer my whole life so I was like always like trying to get good grades for sports and like not wanting to mess up and that sort of thing Uh, my parents like raised me super well just like work ethic and Mm -hmm. always like helping out around the house and that sort of thing and then we kind of entered into sixth grade I'll just throw this into that's when I met Noah so uh through my Methodist church camp (laughs) they went to this um camp in like Santa Claus Indiana like this super random out in the country like church (laughs) camp and I always loved going I'd bring like all my friends and um Noah was actually touring he is in a band he was in a band now he's a solo artist but He was touring with um, his band called Mission Six, and he was also my age. So he was creating music at like age 13. Oh, my gosh. And touring, playing at churches, playing at church camp. So he played at my church camp. So they like got off the tour bus and I was like, oh, Dave's on the blonde one, you know, just like (laughs) instant crush. Instant crush. Oh, my gosh. Instant crush. (laughs) I was like, no one's talking to him after I am. And yeah, we actually found out after during like the signing that we were from the same town which was so weird and I never knew him and our town is small like it's the midwest you know and so he was actually homeschooled so that's why I never knew him he did, he wasn't in the public school system or did sports or anything like that so 
yeah, so then fast forward, uh, we just figured out we were from the same town, became friends, talked on MySpace, talked on Love it. Gmail before we That's had phones. That's OG. <laughs> yeah. That's OG. What is it? The Blackberry? Oh, Blackberry Pearl. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Throwback. Totally. So yeah, that's kind of like how we met and we just kind of became friends. And I always saw him as like a guy that was different. Now knowing it was obviously the Holy Spirit. Then I was just like, he's like different than all the guys at public school, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, because he was like totally confident in his identity and he was like not ashamed. And it was like mm -hmm. really attractive. But then moving forward, probably like eighth grade, freshman year, I made the cheer team in my high school and I started hanging out with all the seniors and you know what happens when you hang out with mm -hmm. all the seniors. Yep. So yeah, they like, I did competitive cheer, like I said, so I was always on like the highest level team. And so they were usually way older than me, which just like made me comfortable around older people. So when I got to high school, I was not driving and I was always hanging out with seniors and wanting to hang out with them. And then they started inviting me to parties and then I got into the drinking scene. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, it's actually every single weekend, like I'm going out and mm -hmm. we go into sophomore year and I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I think I had tried just about everything to satisfy myself. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of realized like nothing was working. And I was just always left Monday back at school, just like sad, guilty. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that now looking back, I always realized that the Lord had me at a very young age because um, I was interested in like, I believe that I did give my life to the Lord at a young age because I was always guilty when I did these things and like all my other friends weren't. Mm -hmm. And I would just be like, how do you not like feel bad? Like, how do you not like have that voice like in your head, like telling you not to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're yeah. like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm like, what the heck? I would have been that friend. Yeah. <laughs> what so are you then, talking about? <laughs> yeah. So then finally, I just got to a point sophomore year where I was like, okay, this isn't working. Like I'll try anything else. And um, our church, we um, Noah's dad was the pastor of. And my family had switched from our Methodist church over to his dad's church, probably in like seventh or eighth grade. Mm -hmm. So I was still like kind of going to church during that time period, probably hungover or like my mom just dragging me there. Classic. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of vibe. But yeah, then as sophomore year came around and I just was done and they were doing like a, a summer like beach trip. And I was like, okay, like in my mind, I'm like free trip to the beach, like whatever kind of thing. Mm -hmm. My grandpa's like, I'll pay for you. Like you should Aww. go. I think it'd be awesome. And I'm, now I'm like, he would have done anything to get me there, you know? Aww, but yeah. yeah, so I ended up going and um, Noah was also there and we were like really good friends. So he's definitely like a part of my testimony. He like never shunned me or was weird with me during that whole season he just always like loved me through everything mm -hmm. and just like would ask questions and encourage me and stuff like that so he's definitely a big part of it but yeah sophomore year is basically that camp came around and they did an altar call and i was like okay the lord's telling me to get up and like mm -hmm. figure this out so i think it was just his love and his grace and i was just like okay he loves me despite me and that was kind of the moment that I decided like 
Okay. He was just a portion of my life for so long. And like now he's like the source, you know? Mm, I love that. So that's kind of it. Yeah. And the rest is history. I love it. The rest is history. Never look back. <laughs> so wait, I'm dying to know. So I know people listening are going to die to know. But yeah. at what point did you and Noah like decide we're going to be a couple? Because you're a sophomore. You guys went to that camp mm-hmm. together. What happened after? Was that this like, is that when the flame was lit or the spark? Yeah. So it's kind of funny. Like that whole week, everyone was kind of like, I don't know. I could tell like the leaders of the church were kind of like, oh, like he's the pastor's son. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like coming in and they're like oh no but yeah I think by the end of the week like that whole week I was just asking questions and I was not afraid to like tell everyone what I had been doing like I was over and I was wanting help Mm -hmm. and so um, I had talked to some of the leaders I'd even talked to Noah's mom she's the pastor's wife so it's kind of like interesting situation of being Noah's mom but yeah pastor's wife so I'd, I talked to her and she just shared so much wisdom and she has a similar testimony to me like just kind of high school hippie living in California vibes so Aww. she definitely helped encourage me but yeah I think that night after the altar call like I went up and I actually had to be in the drama they did this like drama it's classic church camp, but <laughs> and it's like the story of Jesus. And I had to like hold. I don't know why they they let me do this, but I had to like hold the grapes over his head, Jesus's head, like during the crucifixion. Oh and I remember just like being like, oh, my gosh, like I put him on here, you know. And so that was kind of the moment for me yeah. where where I was like, OK, I'm literally horrible. <laughs> like I'm horrible. I, oh I like, need I need Jesus. And so then after that, I like told Noah and obviously everyone knew because I stood up and everyone prayed for me and stuff. So it was really cool. Mm. But we had a conversation on the beach. We actually like ran to the beach like after when everyone's supposed to go back to like their dorms. Me and Noah went to the beach and I was just like telling him like... What a foreshadow to California. Oh my gosh. I know. (laughs) It's so sweet. It's like... Yeah, it was just like night and we went there and I was like, okay, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I I know like who Jesus is, but like, this is all new to me. And yeah, it was just like really special. Like, it just kind of like sparked an interest. And that whole summer, we just like, I hung out with the youth group like every single day. They like made it a point to like play sand volleyball or go get slushies or just do something every day so that everyone could kind of like ride that high, I guess, of like coming back from summer camp and me and Noah like got really tight during that time and we had a talk one day where he was like okay it's so, like what do you think about us and I'm like what about us <laughs> like just throws it <laughs> throws it into his court and he's like like do you want to be friends do you want to be more than friends we're like 16 I'm like more than friends <laughs> you're like I've and, been wanting to be more than friends with you since you yeah. stepped off the bus yeah. in your band I'm like, yeah I'm like <laughs> I liked you since literally we were 12 Aww. but yeah so then we kind of just started dating and every single like few months we would just kind of get together and be real and be like okay is this something is this still like what the Lord wants for both of us like are we both still like pursuing him and pursuing each other and we did that like all through dating and then eventually got engaged, got married. Oh my gosh. I love that. I didn't know any of that. That's so cool. <laughs> so crazy. Also, I have this like picture. I've never been, I didn't grow up in the church. So I, I like hear people talk about church camp and I'm like, oh, that sounds like the parent trap. 
kind of, but like, <laughs> yeah. that's where you like meet all your best friends. And I just, I don't know why I just pictured like you and Noah, like after hours, like supposed to be in your little room and you're like <laughs> yeah. running, holding hands, like sitting on this dock. I just have this whole like romantic picture of like 16 year olds at a church. Camp. Totally. That's, that's it. That's it. So cute. I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we might have to have you on to talk more about you and Noah. Cause I feel like being together for a decade, you definitely have advice to give and advice to share. Yeah. Learned a lot. <laughs> I can only imagine. I mean, Nico and I have been married like almost two years and I feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like I learned something every day about myself, about God, mm -hmm. about marriage. And so I can only imagine that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're going to jump right in. And first I'm going to ask you, what is a dream that you have right now? It can be anything. Oh gosh. A dream that I have. Well, I would say I really want to get more like into education this year mm. as far as like educating people, honestly, in anything, but mostly in the creative space. I just get that's like the most questions that I get is like, how did you start like working with brands or like, how did you start doing this? And I just want to be like a voice and I don't just want to like gatekeep if that makes sense because it's like mm -hmm. honestly the only reason why like I am where I am is because of the Lord so I'm open and honest with that on my platform and not to just say that and be like the Lord just blessed me but like no, I want to totally. share I want to share tools and resources and things that I've learned in this space and kind of just like teach people this year I love that and I feel so similar with photography like I've been doing photography for a decade now and which is crazy and same thing like a lot of the questions I get are how did you start your business how did you start booking clients how did you do this how did you do that and I'm so passionate same in the same way of like I wish I had because when I started photography I had YouTube like there wasn't like influencers there wasn't a lot of like photographers honestly at that time mm -hmm. and I pretty much learned from YouTube and I wish it was as simple as ask someone a question and get the answer now I had to watch like a 45 minute YouTube video on like <laughs> yeah. how to do something or like whatever it is and so gosh if I had that as a resource it would have blessed me so much and I know you feel the same way as like mm -hmm. it kind of really is as simple as like I mean, not simple, but you have the answers and anyone can do it. Really, it just takes like, you know, like hard work, dedication. Mm -hmm. And so I love that. We should tag team on like some sort of like workshop. That would be dope. That would be so fun. That's like exactly what I'm wanting to do. Some type of like online class or a bunch of different classes on different topics, something like that. I love it. I love that you're like me. I'm like, I don't I don't know exactly what, but this is kind of an idea. It'll be something yep. like this, something. It's a dream. That's all that yep. matters. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So we're going to dive into the hot topic of modesty as a Christian. Okay. And I'm so passionate about this topic because, I mean, I've only been a Christian since like 2018, really. So honestly, not that long. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have learned so much about like I don't know. I've never had this like bad taste of like a girl will DM me and say, oh my gosh, like, how do you like, how do you get away with wearing crop tops? Like my parents would shame me and like, yeah. I like I would get in so much trouble or, and I'm just shocked because I'm like, what? God says you can't wear a crop top. Where does it say that in the Bible? Show me like, right. you know, right. I, I, I would get so confused. But then I started like, I don't know. I have all these thoughts. So we're going to dive into your thoughts on mm -hmm. it because you posted something recently that like, your words literally it like you said what i 
was always thinking but can never put into words. Yeah. And so I literally, you guys, I screenshotted her response and like I texted her right away. I'm like, oh my gosh, you have to come on the podcast and talk about this because it's such a good answer to the topic of modesty. So what are your thoughts on it? And then we'll go into some questions. Well, I feel like I could write a book on it mm-hmm. <laughs> just because I've been through so many different seasons of life. Like I said, um, I grew up in like a Methodist church. So it was very much like fingertip length shorts like Mm -hmm. only dresses and skirts to church or men have to like it's like dress your Sunday best whatever that means so like I've lived in that world and then I've also been like a competitive cheerleader where you're wearing sports bras and like Mm -hmm. shorts to practices and like grew up like that my whole life my family has a boat so I've always worn like bikinis and like my parents have never been weird with that and then I also like went off on my own those high school years and dressed all sorts of ways and then came back into like the Christian like non-denominational church and it's like I don't know it's so hard because there's not just like a clear-cut answer in the Bible from the Lord it's like Mm -hmm. people love to take scriptures and I, I like you said people DM you and like ask you things like I definitely get that especially because I model mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to I just basically have to create boundaries yeah of like what i'll do and what i won't do and that honestly just comes from like my heart and my motives and what i think is best for me but like you said people dm me all the time and be like oh my gosh like are you really saved like you wear like you model like bikinis and it's like what does that have to do with my heart you don't even know me you know it's like what god can't use models for his kingdom because they're in bikinis it's like it's the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard right it's literally comical and i don't know it's so hard for me to like address like what is bad and what is good and i think it just comes down and i think there's a lot of things in the bible like that but i think it just comes down to for me like god looking at the heart And I think it's all about your motive. And that's what I try to like tell people whenever they ask me, I'm like, it's the motive of the heart because you can wear long sleeves, long pants, like not show any skin and have an ugly heart, like in a closed off spirit and, or you can wear crop tops and shorts and like be a tool for the kingdom like to me it's it's not about the outward appearance it's like about the heart and i think man is just so obsessed with like pointing out outward things where the lord just is always checking our heart and so that's kind of my stance on it i mean i could not agree more and i think that i i had I forget what this person DM'd me and said something about making guys stumble. Like if you dress like that and post it, like you're making guys stumble. And that's when I started to feel insecure because I have a very over-sexualized body type. Like I have hips, butt, like small waist, like my body type is very over-sexualized. And so I started to get really insecure about wearing even jeans Mm -hmm. to church because I'm like, well, gosh, I don't want any, like anyone to look at me and like stumble for gosh sakes. Like that it makes me scared, like, yeah, because of my body type. And even to this day, there is some stuff where I'm like, babe, can I wear this? And he's like, what are you even talking about? Of course you can wear that. I'm like, I don't know. Like, are my hips too much in this? He's like too much. Like, I thank God for your hips every day. Like, (laughs) he's so like, 
has to remind me because like sometimes the enemy will tell us like oh where this guy's gonna stumble like what are your thoughts on that yeah i've been told that about a million and one times i feel like every single time before like a camp or a retreat or something they separate the girls and the guys and i feel like the guys's conversation is like don't look at the girls like in a weird way but the girls it's like almost like you leave that meeting feel so condemned because Mm. they're like don't wear this don't wear this like don't wear this make sure that you're doing this and i'm like i feel like modesty is like an attitude of like humility and just having like the spirit of wanting to glorify god Mm -hmm. and i feel like we make it so much about clothing and what you're wearing or what you're not wearing and it's so hard it's such a hard topic for me though because Mm -hmm. that's also like not to say like it's an excuse to just like wear something insane and that's like the arguments that i get into with people on instagram is they'll be like okay well if you were like walking down the street in this and like guys are looking at you and like you're married and it's like there's a point where i'm like okay I'm not responsible for the way that a man is looking at me because he could sexualize me whether I'm wearing clothes or whether I'm not wearing clothes. Totally. So like me being responsible for them just kind of weirds me out. But also I get like what they're saying, like knowing your body type and like dressing in a way that I don't know. It's just so hard. It's hard because I'm, it's like, where's the line, you know? Yeah. And that's why this topic is so interesting to me because I do not think that if I'm wearing, I'm wearing jeans, like, I'm sorry that like my butt looks good for, you know? Exactly. And if a guy is looking at my butt in Mm -hmm. church, if anything, Mm -hmm. like that's his heart issue. And like you said, we shouldn't be responsible for their heart issues. So you're looking uh-huh. at me, like you said, I could have a long sleeve on in jeans and it's causing them to stumble or whatever. That's their issue with lust, not ours. Right, exactly. And I that's why I just always come back because like I'll go down these rabbit trails of like, well, is like this okay or is this okay or what about this or whatever? And it's like, I just come back down to the motive of the heart and mm-hmm. I also just like try to think like, okay, my husband of five years like noah Mm -hmm. would like is this fine like and he's like yeah like Mm -hmm. not that i need to ask his opinion but like that's the main person that i would be worried about is Mm -hmm. if he thinks something is too much then okay like i get that Mm -hmm. but for other men i'm just kind of like i mean i feel comfortable in it my husband thinks it's fine if jesus came back today i don't think he's going to be worried about this shirt so i'm just kind (laughs) of like at that point at that point it is what it is so it just comes down to legalism at that point i feel like yeah and again i i like you said i think it is all about the heart and there's a difference between you being passionate and i also like this can go down so many different paths but like i also think god gives us god formed us exactly how we are like we are perfect as we are yeah and if that is true which the bible tells us it is then for example god gave you the gift of modeling and that talent and that passion for the beach and for beach life and for modeling for brands. Yeah. Just like God gave me my passion for fashion and style and, and the way I dress, like all that passion. Like I've had passion for clothes since I literally was two years old. Like yeah. that's from God. And so mm-hmm. I do believe like 
there is a, a a way to go about it where it's like you're not on the beach like posing with your legs open like or like right. seductively walking to the camera like touching your body or like being weird and sexual like that like yes exactly that's a totally different story and in the same way like I'm not like out if I'm wearing like a crop top, like I'm not single at a bar and in my head I'm actually seeking for like a guy's attention or like for someone to think I'm hot. Like, right. If that's your heart posture, then it's a different story. It's a different topic for conversation because I don't think it's as much about modesty as it is your heart posture. A hundred percent. And that's like where I always come down is like, it's not what I'm wearing, it's why I'm wearing it. Mm-hmm. Easy as that. Like if I... Like, just check your heart. And and mm-hmm. then if everybody was doing that, then we wouldn't have to check each other. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So, like... <laughs> I mean, I even... I talked about this, uh, couple, like, on a few other episodes a while back. But I even went through a season where I think I was, like, really seeking, like, outside validation. And I went on my Instagram and archived any photo that I knew I posted for validation. Wow. Whether it be, like, my outfit or, like, how I looked or even how my body looked. or And yeah. if I did it out of a bad place, like, I just archived it because like that's not who I want to be or how I want to portray myself mm-hmm. and you know and same with you like I always ask Nico like one time we were shopping and I tried on this dress and it was like a lace or a silk black mini dress and I was kind of iffy about it and when I'm iffy about it I ask and I kind of already know the answer mm-hmm. and I'm just like what do you think about this and he was like I mean you look hot like I love it but it kind of feels like lingerie and like as your husband like yeah I don't know if that's the vibe and I'm like done exactly i love it but like i don't want it if my husband thinks i'm i look like i'm walking around in lingerie and he wasn't like condemning in any way he was like you look hot i love it like no if we're going on a date night you and me great but like other than that mm-hmm. like not the vibe <laughs> totally and i think that's so cool and like honestly so important to like have someone like that even mm-hmm. like for me and you like luckily it's our husbands and they're of the opposite sex so it's really great that we can kind of ask them and they're honest with us and they love us and they want to protect us and protect our heart so like they're Mm -hmm. they're not going to be like oh my gosh take that off like they're going to tell us in a way that's loving and not condemning but for those people that aren't married like even just having a best friend that has the same heart as you like just ask Mm -hmm. like I remember like growing up and having my roommate like I would always be thinking like okay, this is, like, something that I would love to wear, and, like, I put it together, and, like, I'm so excited about it, but I'm, like, is it, like, a little much? Like, I'm, we're in Indiana, you know? Is yeah. this maybe, like, <laughs> is this, like, a little much? And, like, she would always check me. And so it's, like, it's good to have those types of people in your corner that are going to be for you and not against you and, like, want what's best for you. And I think it's cool to be able to, like, have open conversations like that. Yeah, even if it like kind of hurts for a second, you know, like I yeah. I had that um I got these like jeans from this company and I love them, obsessed with them and I was in a studio doing a photo shoot and I had them folded over in the front. Like you know, girls sometimes like post that like cute jean pic. Yeah. And I posted it on Instagram and my hands were like by the pants and I posted it and my friend like my closest friend texted me and she sent it to me and she was like, "Hey, I'm not like trying to be that person, but I just want to let you know, like, this does look like a lot. It kind of looks like you're pulling your pants down and a lot of young Christian girls follow you. And I'm not, I know your heart behind it, but other people may not. And it does look like you're pulling your pants down. And I was like mortified. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I know it was fine. So like, I would like, I was like upset for a second. Yeah. But like, 
at the same time, my jeans were rolled over and like, it was a weird thing, but I'm just so glad I had her there. Like people in your corner who are going to protect your calling, protect your purpose. Yes. When you're sometimes blind to stuff, cause you know, your heart intent. So yeah, exactly. I totally get that. That happens to me often. <laughs> and sometimes it's people I don't know, but I'm like, kind of needed that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, okay. I didn't realize I was doing that. And honestly, the motive for me was not to do that. And mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, I'm going to be like, um, I don't know. It's kind of like up to me, you know, mm-hmm. it's, my, it's my platform. But then at the same time, I am super sensitive knowing that 90% of my following is women. Yeah. And that I, I feel like the Lord has blessed me with this platform in order to share these things be open about these things and ultimately like give him the glory so like if anything is going to stand in the way of that if that's going to be a photo then i'll take it down totally so like i get that yeah it's really difficult and like i had a girl dm me on when nico and i were on our honeymoon and i had this like white dress on and it had like kind of a triangle bikini top style on one side and like she sent it to me and was like oh, how dare you, like, tell people you waited until marriage for sex when you dress like this? Like, no. you should be ashamed of yourself. And I was, like, I was traumatized. I was, like, and that's what started, like, my insecurity with how I dress because this one person, I, I'm, like, oh, my God, that's my biggest fear is people, like, I don't know, like, thinking I'm living, saying one thing and living a different way when, like, yeah. obviously I know I'm not, people closest to me know I'm not. And, like, how you dress has nothing to do with, just because I'm dressing like this doesn't mean I'm, like, Oh, because I look sexual, like I'm sleeping with my fiance or my husband or boyfriend at the time. Mm. So it just gets like tricky. And I love the quote you said um, in your post. The outward is just symptoms of what's going on on the inside. Totally. And I think that relates even to the people condemning us for that. It's like they clearly grew up with church hurt yeah. in a certain way. And so they're kind of like projecting that onto you. Mm-hmm, totally. And sometimes I've even gotten things where, I mean, I work with like Billabong, Hurley, Roxy, like a lot of swimwear companies, which in my mind is very like fun surf beach culture vibe. Like I say no to a lot of of brands that people don't know, you know, and it's like those are like behind the scene things where I something comes in my email and maybe it's actually a lot of money that they're offering. But I'm like, I don't think that that would be glorifying to me, my husband or the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. and I've I've had to say no to a lot of those things. But like people don't know that. And that's fine. I don't need to explain myself. But I think it's just interesting when people don't know the full story and they're always just so quick to condemn. And I just always want to be the opposite. I just always want to be so quick to encourage and just quick to if I want to share truth with someone, there's a way to do it in love. Mm-hmm. And there's also time and a place where maybe it's not your space, you know? So just knowing that. And I don't know, especially with this topic, like I've had people, like I was about to say, but just got so sidetracked. This girl, like, has messaged me multiple times and also from fake accounts, too, I think, too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's really going the mile, extra mile. Um, and it's like mostly times when I'm not even in a bikini, which is like interesting, interesting, like just in, in normal clothes. And same thing, just like you think that you're like a tool for the Lord and like just hateful, ugly stuff. And I'm like, wow, like, I'm sorry for you. Like, I don't know what is hurting, like what has happened to you in the past or 
what like church hurt you had, but like, I want to be a friend to you. <laughs> like, I'm sorry that that, that that's happened to you, but like, don't project that on me, you know, mm-hmm. but it's so hard with this topic. Well, and that's religion versus relationship, which is so important. hundred percent. It's like yeah. religion's going to say like, you can't dress like that. You can't wear that. You're going to make man stumble. But relationship says like, God knows my heart and my intent and this is okay. And I have good intent. Like we're not out here wearing bikinis to church, you know, like, gosh, we're just like living our lives. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So what advice would you give or what would you say to like a young girl who maybe grew up with like parents or people in their church shaming them for how they dress and they're kind of struggling with dressing in a way they love because of that shame? The first thing I would say is I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that you've been misled. Also, I've been there so I can relate. And lastly, I would say if you're a follower of Jesus, when someone wrongs you, like I just find so much comfort in this is when someone wrongs you as a follower of Jesus, it's not against you. It's against the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so that just always makes me feel comforted when Mm -hmm. someone, especially like when another believer hurts you. Just knowing, okay, this is not against me. It's against God. So when I feel stepped on, when I feel belittled or when I feel like condemned, like I can just like take heart and realize, okay, God is for me. He's not against me. And because he's for me, nothing can defeat me. And so I'm operating out of victory. Like I'm not operating out of defeat. And I think when you get like those hateful, condemning things, it's so easy to get in your mind and just like go like just like sit in insecurity and start questioning things. And I feel like that's such an opportunity for the enemy to get you. And so I just always try to fight those words with truth Mm -hmm. and just say like, okay, the Lord's for me. You're not for me, but the Lord's for me. And what you're doing isn't against me. It's against him. And so just like knowing that in my mind honestly helps me respond rather than react. Mm, That's really good. But yeah, I would say like, it's so hard when it's your parents, like, because mm-hmm. for me, I've grown up. I don't care <laughs> what people think at all. And I have a very strong willed mother who just has like very much instilled that into me is like, it doesn't matter what people think. And I think mm-hmm. that can be a good thing. It can also be a bad thing. But yeah, if it's your parents and they love you and they're coming to you and like trying to say those things, it's so hard because you want to like make them proud and You don't want to hurt them, but also just to know like God is ultimate authority, you know? That's really good. That's so good. What is something a girl could ask herself if she's questioning what she's wearing or questioning posting something on Instagram? Yeah, I would say just get real with yourself. Like look in the mirror and ask yourself, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Is this for the guy that I like that I know that I'm going to see? Is this to get back at my ex because he's going to be there? Is this because, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Is this because I'm going out with a group of friends and like, I want to be like the one that everyone's looking at? Like, you know, when you have those feelings, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can tell yourself that you don't think those things, but you know when you're doing it. So Mm -hmm. I think just like the biggest thing is just being real with yourself and being okay that you have those thoughts, but maybe making another decision (laughs) if you do have those thoughts (laughs) and just try to make sure that you're glorifying the Lord and it's not about like self. 
Dang, that was good. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, so speaking of mirrors, I as I was like going through your Instagram highlights and you know looking at some like blog posts and some stuff you've written, mm-hmm. which were also beautiful. You wrote this little like blurb on mirrors, and mm-hmm. I think it really ties into like the bigger problem outside of modesty, which is if you don't know whose you are, if you don't know if your value and your identity isn't in Christ, then it's going to be in other things or you're going to seek validation from the from the world and you're going to dress a certain way for attention and for validation. And your quote said, mirrors only show what's on the outside, not on the inside. They show us what we look like, not who we are. And sometimes our minds distort our mirrors. Yeah. And I just think that was so powerful. And I don't know if you want to kind of share like deeper into like your thought on that and how our minds and thoughts can distort, I guess, how how we look, how we feel. So that quote actually came from a time when I was feeling the opposite, when I wasn't dressing for attention. I wasn't doing these things. I was actually feeling insecure. And I think that's another like symptom of just like not walking in your holy confidence is like, I know with modesty, we've been talking about like maybe showing too much, but I think there's also on the other end being like too insecure to be yourself, you know, Mm. on the opposite spectrum. And maybe that doesn't tie into modesty, but I I know that ties into like knowing whose you are Mm -hmm. and your identity and being confident enough to be yourself and to walk out your calling and knowing that you're the only you and just like having that confidence. And so, yeah, that quote was saying like mirrors only show what's on the outside, not what's on the inside. And for me, like I just have to, especially working in the creative industry, I'm always taking photos. I'm always editing photos of myself. I'm always looking at myself. I'm always doing my makeup. I'm always getting ready. And I feel like I have a really good relationship with that and with the Lord to where he's like, bless me with these jobs and and things, because I feel like I do have a good relationship with it. But there are some times where like I do feel insecure and I just have to be reminded that like the mirror is only showing me what's on the outside and it's not showing me who I am on the inside. And that's the most important thing that like the Lord wants to constantly remind us. And I think especially as I get older, it's like beauty fades, you know, (laughs) beauty fades away. Not for men, not for men. They get better looking with age. It's It's honestly (laughs) true. It's honestly true. (laughs) But like we can try all the skincare. We can do all the things, but like beauty fades and that's just part of life and that's fine and you can age with grace but Mm -hmm. I think it's just important to just remember that like it's all about what's on the inside and who you are and your identity in the Lord and if you know that then the outside doesn't matter as much yeah and I think it does tie into modesty because even in my own testimony like I was going out to the club partying drinking getting wasted hooking up with guys like doing that whole thing. And I was wearing super provocative outfits because I really was seeking for attention from guys. I'm like, okay, well, the more cleavage I have, like the more guys will be like attracted to me at the bar. And that came from a place of not knowing my worth, not having a real identity in anything, not, not loving me. And so, because I didn't love me, I'm thinking if I dress this way and I'm getting validation from men, it'll make me feel better about myself. And so I dressed in a way to attract attention that I actually didn't need if I loved myself Mm -hmm. or knew God loved me. Right. What would you say, 
how how does one fall in love with like who God created them to be? Like, what advice would you give someone who's struggling with how they look or seeking validation from the world? I would say to be yourself. I know that's like the most cliche thing ever, but I'm actually about to come out with merch <laughs> that literally says, oh my gosh, congrats. Uh, yeah, I made like tote bags and like little crew necks and I was like praying about it. And I'm like, I don't just want to create something to create another thing in the world. Like, what do I want to like, what's the message I want to get across? And I feel like the biggest thing that has been like my ministry is just like reminding people of who they are and i feel like culture just says so many different things and just to remember like to be yourself and i think beauty and confidence like begins the moment that you decide to be yourself and the moment that you realize like i can walk out i can walk with holy confidence knowing like that the Lord created me for a purpose and like I have a calling and by me being myself is me walking out the Lord's calling all my life, like just to be myself, because I think I'm trying to remember who said this at, in a teaching, but he was saying like, God can only bless the real you, but he can't bless who you're pretending to be. Yes. Mike Todd, I think. Oh my gosh. I was like, Yes, that's a hundred. That is like literally exactly what I what I'm trying to say in that message of like being yourself is like he's going to bless you and he's going to you're like living out your calling when you're being yourself. But if you're pretending to be someone else, then it's like wasted potential. And so I think it's just like important just to like embrace you, Mm -hmm. whether that's like inside, outside, everything. And I think when you just start to know that like the Lord loves you for you and he created you to be you, then you're like, okay, I can be me, you know, and no one can be me better than me. (laughs) Exactly. And like you want, like for anyone single listening, struggling with this, like you want your future spouse to fall in love with that real you too. You don't want to have to pretend to be someone because eventually the real you is going to come out. So you might as well just embrace it. Marriage is literally a mirror, but marriage is the mirror that actually reflects the inside and not the outside. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Which is a topic for another day, but that's great advice. What about like, cause social media, obviously we know can be like a tool for such destruction or it can be such a blessing, but talking about it being like a danger with comparison, what would you say to someone who's really struggling with comparison? That's such a hard thing. It's definitely something that I struggle with as well. And I can give you like a spiritual answer and then also like a practical answer. I would say just stop believing the lies. Don't tell yourself the lies because what you see isn't always what you're getting on social media. It's the highlight reel of people's lives. And we know this and we say this and we tell ourselves this, but we get on and we get sucked in. And then we're like, all of a sudden I'm questioning my purpose. I'm questioning my life. I'm questioning my husband. I'm questioning my family, my job, like all these things. And then it's like, where did that come from? It's like, that's a lie from the enemy. And so I think just not believing the lies and speaking truth over the lies and just realizing you are where you are. The Lord's never too late. He's never too early. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. And then on a more practical level, this is something that I've done. And I think it's honestly made me have such a good relationship with social media, especially since it's my job and I'm on it is like, go through the people that you follow and literally unfollow the people that make you feel that way. 
Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Like you can unfollow people and you can unfollow people in real life as well. <laughs> like Facts. if you need to, <laughs> if you need to, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, that's okay. Like if it's causing you that and it's making you feel that way, I feel like the number one thing is check your own heart first and make sure it's not a heart issue. Cause usually it is a heart issue. It's reflecting something that you're insecure about. For instance, mm-hmm. if you, see all these people about getting a new house and you've been looking for a new house it's going to make you insecure mm-hmm. so maybe it's not that person that just got a new house that's your friend and like you should be excited for that person that just got a new house but like check yourself and be like okay i'm just insecure because i want a new house that's why that's bothering me but if it's actually like something on the daily that is like causing you to question those things then mute them like that's fine that's okay until you're ready and you have a good relationship with yourself and with the lord to be able to see those posts again Mm -hmm. and i think that if we did that more often then we wouldn't have to do like social media fasts or like delete your whole instagram you know because it gets to the it gets to the (laughs) point where you're just like i literally can't breathe like Mm -hmm. i have to delete this and so i think just like weekly checking and making sure like you're doing good check in on yourself and be like, hey, up there, like, how am I doing? How's my heart? Am I, am I like coveting someone? Am I envious of someone? Am I insecure? And just checking yourself. Yeah. And like you said, even if sometimes it's a friend or like people, you know, and you have to like mute them. Like I've literally done that before. And like, especially in LA, like we're surrounded by so many beautiful people and our jobs. Like I swear my job, there have been times where like I'm with clients or at an event and I see people and I'm like, how do all these girls have cute little tiny noses? Like why are they all have perfectly (laughs) symmetrical faces? Like what? And then I'm finding out like work that you can get done. I'm like, you can do that. You can all these things that I feel like only in LA you're exposed to, to the point where I have not recently, but like probably in the last year, like have had insecurities come up from things I didn't even was never insecure about my entire life until I'm like, yeah, wait, do I need a smaller nose? Wait, do I like these things like pop up and I'm like, wait, like I need to like be really cautious and very prayerful going into like certain jobs and certain rooms where I'm like, I need to really know where my identity lays because we can get so trapped in this like comparison or this should I have that or all of a sudden I have this insecurity it's like wait where did that come from a hundred percent and I think also like especially like you said being in LA like I'm in San Diego but I'm in LA all the time for work and it there's always gonna be someone and someone told me this and I was like I've literally never thought the same way ever since then they were like someone's always gonna be better than you at what you do someone's always gonna be prettier than you someone's always gonna be more successful than you someone's always gonna have X, Y, and Z that's better than you. And you can use that as an opportunity to get insecure or like hate that person or hate that thing. Or you can use it as an opportunity to grow and learn from those people and like look to those people and look at it almost as inspiration of like where you want to go or where you want to be next. And so I think it's just a mindset switch also because I follow so many people that are doing the things that I love and want to do, but like on a scale of a thousand compared to what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay I can look at that and if I'm in a bad headspace that can make me feel small Mm -hmm. but if I know who I am and I know my identity then like that can motivate the heck out of me you know 
And so I think it just depends. And also knowing that there are more likely people looking at you thinking the same thing that you're thinking about this other person. So it's like a cycle. It's like a vicious cycle. It's so true. And also with the with the like the more you're exposed to, the more you realize like things that are wrong about you just physically like literally this week <laughs> i just have to say this because it's funny but literally this week i was like this girl got like lip blushing done have you heard of that yeah where they like tattoo your lips and i was literally looking in the mirror like when i saw it i was like in the car and i went down and i'm like what shade are my lips i've never looked at this shade it's of my so lips crazy. in my life <laughs> That was just like, what the heck? That was me when I found out you can get like a liquid rhinoplasty. Like you can literally get a nose job, but it's like filler in your nose. And I'm all of a sudden in the mirror, like scrunching my nose. I'm like, (laughs) I could afford that. That's that would be nice. My husband has to be like, okay, seriously, like you're joking, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm just joking. Yeah. Yeah. Secretly, (laughs) I'm like, do I need it? I know. Anyway, this has been so great, so fun, such a needed conversation. I feel like we can go on and on because the topic of modesty is so like weird, but also like I feel like it's all about boundaries and heart posture and like just knowing where is your heart? Like what is your mindset on modesty and like taking it to God? Because yeah, honestly, like if we're thinking too much like religion, then it just gets legalistic. And I feel like that's where like hurt comes from. Yep. Versus like you said, it just like checking ourselves, checking our heart. Mm -hmm. So I loved all your advice and your wise words. This has been so fun and so great. And honestly, I think you just have to come back. Maybe you and Noah can come on together because I've been really into interviewing (laughs) married couples. I feel like that would be so fun. Yeah, I love that. That'd be so fun. Yes, we're going to do it. Okay, so where can everyone find you, follow along with all your beautiful content? Yeah, so uh, my Instagram would probably be the best. That's at Taylor Nicole Hayden. And then um, my newly launched website is taylornicolehayden.com. So that just basically shows like everything I do. People get confused because I do photography, I do modeling, I do creative directing. I just like to have my hands. You do it all. So it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just am like I get bored with one thing. So it's fun to be able to do everything. So that's my website's the best way to explain what the heck I do. So yeah, over there and then also on Instagram, you can find me. And we're all patiently waiting for the podcast. So keep us posted. I'm so excited. We have four (laughs) recorded and we're like, when are we going to launch this thing? (laughs) You just got to fire it out. You just got to let it go. We just got to do it. I know we have to do it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for your time. And you're just the best. 